Are you in search of a podcast that pokes you lightly with the truth about everything relating to your health, your well-being, and general lifestyle habits? I am happy to tell you that you just found the right one. This is Health and Jara, a weekly podcast that deals with topics ranging from health and wellness to everyday lifestyle issues. New episodes drop on Sundays. Welcome to another episode of Health and Jara. And you know that always it's my pleasure to have you back here. Thank you so much for being my guest again this week. And thank you for taking a seat to listen to the other episodes you have missed out on. I mean, about uh, 15 episodes in this new season. You should totally go back because you have missed out on very, very vital information that pertains to your health. And you know, when it concerns your health, you cannot afford to be going around with the misinformation because it is very, very important. Now, this week, I have a special guest as it is my fashion of bringing you the premium, premium resource to talk about those topics. My guest is a consultant physician and dermatologist at the University College Hospital, Ibadan. And she's so good at her job. She tells you so amazing stories that draw you in that, you know, literally paint you the practical picture of everything that you need to know and understand. And she makes the health information very relatable to you using herself as the experience. So yes, you definitely want to check out who my guest is, but hold on. I will not tell you her name yet. She is very passionate about skin health and advocacy and everything that touches it. You can definitely check out her stories and threads on Twitter. But again, I will not tell you her name yet. <laughs> she carries out health education on skin on all social media platforms at Skin and All. And then she has a website at www.skinandall.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, please make welcome my guest, Dr. Shakirat Gold Olufadi. Drum roll. Right. I think that deserves a drum roll. <laughs> because, you know, as you were introducing me, I was like, ah, is this me? Is she talking about me? You know? So, uh, so it deserves a drum. This is one of those things where you, you know, ring those bells. Right. It's right. Nice to be here. Nice <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. Now, today's topic is all about acne. Today, we'll be breaking down those myths, especially the ones that you have uh, believed from your grandmother, you know, the ones that have been passed on to you from your ancestral lineage. All the lies about maybe eating granite, how it causes acne and every other thing. You, that you have been using a lot of topical creams on your skin, all the lightning mixing and combination just because you want to get rid of acne today we will be breaking all that down and don't forget that you can give your um, your feedback uh, to me through the social media platforms especially instagram so you just have to go to the instagram page of health and jara just search for health and jara or you can come directly to me at oluwashenr.olushegon and I'll be willing to take your feedback. Now let's get right to it, Dr. Gold. Let's define what acne is, especially to the general person who doesn't have any medical knowledge whatsoever. How do you define acne? Hmm. How do you begin to define acne? Hmm. You know, when a condition has more than one factor, 
responsible for its cost. Mm. The definition is not quite, it's not something that you can put together as one solid definition. So I will take it in bits. So I would say acne is a condition. Mm. You know, if I was defining it for medical students, oh, I could just reel out a lot of terms and all that. <laughs> but because the people that are going to be listening to your, your program, there are people that they want to know the, the breakdown of what acne is really. So yeah. acne is a condition that there's something we call chronic inflammation that is involved in acne. And inflammation just means that there's a lot of, just imagine there's a lot of activity going on, okay, in wh wherever you have acne. Yeah. And that activity is due to some factors that I'm going to mention now and try to break down. One of the major um, factors responsible for acne is something we call follicular hyperproliferation. And that just means, you know, uh, don't worry, don't, don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> We're going to break this thing down. Okay. So yeah. hyperproliferation, you know, like the English word hyperproliferation, that means something is replicating or, or like breaking down more than it should, or like mm. building up more than it should. Okay. That's the word. So it's building up more than it should. So the normal skin we have, if you look at our skin, we have follicles on our skin and yeah. that follicle, you see that there's hair coming out of our follicles. So acne is a chronic inflammatory disorder of the pilosebaceous units. Don't worry. Hey, okay. Pilo in dermatology. Ah, you are going to become dermatologists <laughs> before the end of this episode. Pilo in dermatology refers to hair. Sebaceous refers to that gland on the skin that produces oil. Mm. So that chronic inflammation that I'm talking about is taking place within this um, pilosebaceous unit. And this pilosebaceous, so it's majorly actually within the sebaceous unit, that, that gland that produces oil. But because the sebaceous unit on the skin is usually in relation with a hair follicle, that's why we call it together and we say a pilosebaceous unit. Mm. So you have this hyper, this proliferation, this excess um, skin. So you have plugging of that follicle because of this excess um, um, shedding of the skin. But before that, there's something we call excess sebum production. Sebum is the oil. So once you hear sebum in dermatology, it's the oil. That ororo that you see on your skin, that is excess, that's the sebum. Okay. So that sebum production, so it's it's one of the things that is involved in acne is that there's a bit of some excess sebum production in acne. Mm. So, and there's shedding of the skin. So remember, I already mentioned that there's hyperproliferation with yeah. the sebum. That's like you're adding insult to injury, mm. okay? Around the follicle. And there's now one thing, um, you know, acne is majorly initially when it starts, it's a disease of adolescence initially when it starts. Yeah. So in adolescence, there's one hormone called androgen. These androgen levels, they increase in adolescence, both in boys and in girls. But it, it tends to increase more in boys. So this androgen um, increase in, in people with acne or in an adolescent causes, is associated with this increased sebum production. So you can see that there's a lot of things going on with acne. Yeah. So all these factors, this sebum production, this hyperproliferation hyper with plugging of the follicles and the chronic inflammation that is resulting as a result, that is occurring as a result of all these things that I've mentioned, that the ones responsible for acne. Mm. But why is it that it's not everybody that goes through adolescence or it's not everybody that has an oily skin that develops acne? Exactly. That is why there's a role of genetics. So there's a background genetic predisposition in a lot of people that develop acne. So you know what, when you have a cultivating ground, that is the genetic predisposition and all these things now occurring together, mm. you now have a patient coming down with acne. Mm. 
And if you remember, I mentioned that it's in the pilosebaceous youth. You have a lot of these glands, these sebaceous glands. You have a lot of it on the face, on the chest, on the back, on the upper arms. So that's why when you see patients with acne, you're likely going to find it on the face, the mm. chest, the back, and the upper arms. Mm. Have I not tried to make you, you know, a specialist of acne as a, with this explanation already? You have. <laughs> with this viewpoint of yours, you have been able to convince and not confuse me. That and not confuse you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The truth is you have answered a number of my questions because one of the things that I was going to ask is, is it age specific? I mean, is it that it is pertaining only to adolescent? Does it clear out general, uh, as you grow older? And then and I'm, before I even go into that okay. one, because yeah. of the regular person listening and the person is probably asking or thinking is there a difference between okay. acne and pimples or pimples is under acne okay so i'll start from the first one and i'm glad you mentioned it mm. so we have based on the age group in fact there's something we call infantile acne there's something we call neonatal acne a neonate is a child that is less than 28 days or between the ages 0 to 28 days mm. so imagine a neonate can actually have acne and that wow. would be due to hormones yes that will be due to hormones from the mother. But you expect that that will clear out in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. You can have infantile acne, still a bit of the hormones still acting up. So adolescent acne is the regular one that you are used to. But there's something we call adult acne. And in fact, that group requires special mention. Mm -hmm. Imagine I'm a dermatologist and adult acne is affecting me. Just, just I'm acne on respect. Do you understand? <laughs> so... Adult acne refers to acne in anybody above the age of 25 years. Mm. So whether the acne started in adolescence and persisted to 25 years and, and, and beyond, whether it started after 25 years or whether it started in adolescence, it remitted and it started again after 25 years, it is still adolescent acne. Mm. Um, it's still adult acne. Uh, um, um, pardon me. It's still adult acne. So the problem with that one is not like adolescence, adolescent acne, because adult acne is a bit more, you know, a bit more stubborn. Let me put it that way. So it doesn't respond as well to all the, you know, regular treatment of acne. It responds, but it might take a bit more time because some external factors may be involved, the hormones, some, and it's, it's usually more common in women. On the mm. other hand, adolescent acne is more common in men or in boys. Okay. So that's yeah. why you know, it's important to differentiate. It, it's important to me as a dermatologist when I'm managing the patient. Mm. And you also mentioned, what was the second question? You said something about... Um, I was asking if there is a distinction between pimples and acne. Okay, you know, when I want to feel cool, I can start saying things like, oh, acne conglobata, nodulocystic acne. What? Anyway, they all mean the same thing. <laughs> uh, should, I, should I even go further and mention some other stuff that no, will no, confuse please, your you. listeners? <laughs> <laughs> so acne and pimples they actually mean this so it's a layman term mm. for acne mm. so pimples so once you hear pimples acne it means the same thing so mm. you know the funny thing yeah. how we have been able or we've been made to believe that pimples is like the grade one of acne and then when you now talk about acne, uh -huh. you talk about the baba of pimples no That's no no i want colleagues me in the market you know, the skin business is a booming business. It's, mm -hmm. it's the money in skin business because it makes a lot of sense. The skin is the largest organ in the body. 
So, and it's the first, apart from being the largest organ, it's the first organ you come in contact with when you see the kidney, no matter how, you know, you don't see the kidney and say, oh, the kidney is so beautiful. <laughs> but you see the skin, that's the first thing you see when you come yeah. in contact with the person. So it's, I understand that a lot of people have anxiety, they want to look good and all that. And so they are getting into the hands of, you know, the wrong people because and we, these people they are exploring their you know their their gullibility so that's why you would have people tell you oh my pimples is mild acne and the mm. other one the acne is just a lay term for pimples the, uh, pimples is pimples a lay is, term yeah. for acne so they mean the same thing yeah. all right then okay so let's get down to breaking especially calling out specifically the things that cause acne if they really do or not so the number one on the list is oily skin does oily skin i mean very clear now, i know you've mentioned it while you were defining and breaking it down but you know sometimes it's best you just single-handedly call these things out so that and you can mention it. yes or no exactly no you are dealing with my people niger you have to <laughs> you must you know touch it and say it so anyway um I, there was one last thing i didn't mention and which is important because okay. when your listeners i presume that they would want to go back after this i would have picked their interest and they want to go back they want to read about it mm -hmm. so this chronic inflammation that i mentioned with this oil with this plugging of the follicles there's one yoruba adage that says you know when a small thing pushes you down or when a big thing pushes you down all the, the small yeah. things will come out to come and play mm -hmm. so when you have this cultivating ground this oily skin there's a particular um, um microorganism that now comes in and it's important i mention it because i'm going to touch a little bit on management okay. so it's important i mention this because when you have all this um background um condition that is favorable to a particular bacteria mm -hmm. called qt bacterium acne it, it now tends to colonize the follicle after you've created this cultivating ground of this oily skin this plugging of the follicle so it's like it also um, contributes to the chronic inflammation that is taking place so it's a vicious cycle and mm. so back to your question of oily skin definitely you would notice that it's unlikely to see somebody with dry skin like really dry you're unlikely going to see them have acne and mm. when they even have they have mild acne yeah so oily skin is like the background cultivating ground for acne together with the androgens that i mentioned and um the the chronic inflammation that i and the genetic genetic predisposition that i talked okay. about so Sorry. oily skin yes 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 <laughs> so that already answers the other one which is genetics genetics is definitely implicated in this so that's off okay. the list too then do we have makeup products resulting in acne you know all the foundation they say if you use too much of it you can be setting yourself up for acne isn't necessarily true so yeah there's something we call there's actually one type of acne that is that is like a um it's a cosmetic type of acne you know all those people that take um and but again you have to have the skin that is predisposed to having acne already mm. i don't know if you get what i'm trying to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. so for example you know all those people that um they've pulled all their edges and they think that oh by the time i put all these ointments and put everything in front of my forehead air will come out of this place if they already have a predisposing you know acne type of skin and they keep putting ointments on their forehead and all that they may come down with cosmetic type of acne or cream induced acne so yeah. if you are if you have acne prone skin already you are not the type of person that should be layering your skin with if you do that then you make sure that you remove all traces of makeup you remove it properly at the end of the day because again it will also further 
plug your follicles. Mm. So it's like debris, like dirt, yeah. plugging your follicles. So the more you, so if you use it, it's not like you can't use it. So for example, let me use myself as an example. There are some types of makeup, you know, this, um, if I use some very cheap make powder foundation that, you know, kicks your skin and all mm. that, I can be rest assured, like in the next three days, I will break out a lot. Mm. So I had to go for some products that made my bank accounts have some type of accidents, <laughs> but there's nothing I can do because, yeah. and if I use those products, even those ones, if I use them, I, I don't use them. Like I don't use foundation and brown powder and all those things. I only use them. Maybe if I need to have, I need to go for a wedding, but mm. regular day, I don't because I already know I have acne prone skin. So if you have acne prone skin, you should be careful with layering, foundation, powder, too much cosmetics. And if you're going to use products, like if you want to use a moisturizer, you are the one that will go for a, a moisturizer that is light in consistency. So like a lotion, like a light cream. Mm. You don't go for things that are thick, like ointments, like Vaseline mm. or, or like shea butter on your face. You can get away with that. If you have dry skin, your acne is not, your skin is not acne prone. So for cosmetics, yes, it can, it can worsen acne in somebody that has, you know, the background cultivating skin for acne or the predisposing factors already. All right. Thank you. It can worsen, not that it will cause it, especially if you do not have an acne prone skin already. So yes, that's a very clear one. Um, let me, let me put it. So if you have acne prone skin, it can cause it. Let's put it that way. Okay. But if you do not have acne prone skin, and your skin is all, you've never even had acne before. Even if you are going to have a breakout to this cosmetics, you're likely going to have like one, two. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So it's not. Yes. So it's, it's it, so I don't want to be so, you know, categorical and say it can cause it. But mm. if you already have acne prone skin, then you should stay away from using. And you should look out for products that have non-comedogenic. The, the, the lesions of acne, they are called. So let me let me go back again. <laughs> the lesions of acne. The earliest lesion of acne, the earliest thing you see on the face or on the area where you have acne is mm. called a comedon. Comedon. Okay. So when it blocks the follicle and you see it come out and you know those white, those things that you see, let me bust your pimple, let me bust your, that's, that's, right. that's what we call, that's what we call a closed comedon. Hmm. When it becomes a black head, that I, I'm giving you too much information. <laughs> Thank you. When it becomes a black head. That is what we call an open comedon. Hmm. So when you hear non-comedogenic, that means it will not predispose you to having these comedons that I've talked about. They are just giving you. So I'm sure you would on the ways once you see non-comedogenic, now you understand what it means from this mm -hmm. explanation that I've given. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much for, you know, giving us all the paid stuff, the premium stuff for free. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not sure you're not going to pay for this thing. No, me too uh, sure. Uh, 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 no, don't let's say it on record yet. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move to another one. A very tasty nut that me, I like so much, but people have decided to <sighs> demonize in this business of acne, and that's granuts. Does granuts cause acne? So I would say for this one, I would say granite does not cause acne. Mm, but you. again, we there are so <laughs> I'm not asking you to go and eat one bottle of granite or anything that <laughs> happens after that is on you. <laughs> yeah. So, but what I'm saying about granite is that let, let's even address this as diet and acne. Mm -hmm, so yes. when it comes to diet and acne, and when I'm even seeing patients generally, 
So some patients come to my clinic and they're like, ah, doctor, once I eat granola like this, the next day acne will just come out. In my mind, I'm like, madam, stop eating granola. It's cashew nut now. <laughs> Do you understand? So mm-hmm. there are some people, though, you know, for, for scientific research, when you're talking about different grades of um, scientific research. So mm. the grade level where this um, um, groundnut is for, for for being responsible for causing acne, it's not so strong, but there are some studies that have shown that groundnut may worsen, or peanuts may worsen acne mm. in some people. But you know, the way to look at it is, if you have acne prone skin, and you eat groundnuts and you notice that you break out after that, then you should have identified yourself as one of those people that acne um, groundnut worsens their acne. So what you are going to do is that you stay off it or you say, ah, I'm a genuine and you have the acne and you, you do you understand? Yes. So what I will say on that is that you, you individualize this when it comes to diet and acne. Mm-hmm. So if you are the type of person you eat groundnut, you t- there are some some of my patients will come and they'll be like, when I use this particular oil, I break out. Mm-hmm. And so it's about experiences from the patient. So what we have for diet and acne, there are pockets of different studies, um, case reports of these case studies and all that that are not so strong yet for you to categorically say that yes, groundnut can cause acne. But for this, I would say. If you notice that when you take um, groundnuts, when you take some certain oils, but the ones that have been associated with acne that have a bit of a stronger association is when you take, you know, all these foods that are laid laid in with sugar, like taking Mm. soda, a lot of soda and all that. So Mm. if you have acne prone skin, you should reduce that. Okay. That that's the one that you're likely going to find some papers telling you that this. So if you have acne prone skin, stay away from a lot of refined sugars. I think in all, it's just like referring to a case of food allergy. So if you already can pinpoint what your alleging is, you should just stay away from My it. Sister, that's just. I it. don't understand. People. I mean, they will just it. come, doctor. <laughs> see, I cannot understand. But I will just if I do it, granola, and I'll be looking at them that ah. Could see my patient that is of that already knows the how to treat how, how she's supposed to manage this condition so mm-hmm. if you know and what i tell patients is that don't deprive yourself because that is what a lot of people do they deprive themselves of some certain foods and that food probably is not even contributing at all to their to their breakouts you can read in the literature and find out which ones are the foods that have been strongly associated with i've mentioned a few Yes. Um, the groundnuts, um, the, some certain oil. Some people will say granite oil, refined sugars, mm-hmm. okay, in soda and all that. So what you can do is that you take it, you you so you you introduce it, you and you watch it for a few days. If you don't break out, then it's not likely that it's um, contributing to your acne. But if you take it, and each time you take it, so how to know whether it is contributing is you take it, you break out, you stop it, the breakouts reduce. You give yourself some space. You take it again. You break out. Then you can be sure that that peanut is contributing to your breakout. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to to look at that. This is quite interesting because you're making your own self your own lab rats. Like <laughs> you're testing exactly, out everything. that kind of thing. Exactly, <laughs> because the truth exactly. is, it is your own body, and you know it's best identifies what works so and what does not. Because a lot of people go out there and take other people's experiences to become mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. own experience and it doesn't when it comes to the skin one of the most in fact and when it comes to cosmetics too generally what works for a might not work for b mm. although there are some basic things that everybody should do 
so in this environment you so if you ask me basic skincare dr gold what what should i be doing to care for my skin i'll tell you oh you use a mouth cleanser okay and when i say cleanser i don't mean those things they put on cleansing pads that those estrogen so i mean i mean a mild cleanser it depends so if you have acne prone skin you're looking out for a cleanser that has something like salicylic acid in it Mm. something that has maybe some benzoyl peroxide like 2.5 percent so those cleansers they don't really even foam you just see them they, they some some of them even feel like a cream when you're using them to to wash your face so mm. use a mild cleanser if you don't have acne prone skin you're looking for a cleanser that has like things like ceramides like that would hydrate your skin then mm. you you moisturize and after moisturizing you use a sunscreen so those are the basic steps if you're going to add any other thing add them gradually so that if you react to anything you, you know identify. that for sure you can identify what it is but mm. people are like ah oh she chef me ah no matter <laughs> in the street you know so and they get into trouble that way so it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. yeah that's very very clear and i hope somebody is getting something from it please jump things down thank you very much okay so let's move <laughs> to another one stress does stress really result in a breakout so in fact, I think the way we should address aggravating factors for acne is to tell you that what aggravates acne in A, mind, but who even likes the stressful life? <laughs> you know, so for a lot of people, and stress is of, you know, I have some patients, some papers will tell you that physical stress, some will tell you that mental stress, emotional stress. So stress, you know, stress can be classified into different types. So mm. stressors are of, you know, varying degrees. And for some people, when they are under, um, I have, I've had a patient before that, that was having some issues, marital issues. But, you know, you can't just say the stress alone because there are a lot of confounders. If you are mm. having something that is stressing you out, you are likely going to be eating wrongly at that time. That's the time you're likely going to be taking a lot of soda. That's mm. the time you're likely not going to take care of your skin. So we call those kind of things confounders. The stress alone might not be what is responsible, but the stress is putting you in a situation where the things that you're supposed to do probably to care for your skin, you're not doing them anymore. So that's one way to look at it. So stress can, you know, in, in some people can aggravate acne. Hormonal um, um, changes. So, for example, hmm. in a woman... You're very clever, Yance, because that's the next one. I, I want to share. Do you understand? I have one opele in front of me that I'm pressing right now that I'm using to read your mind. Anyway, so hormonal factors. So a lot of people call the wrong things hormonal acne. So they once they see you break out during your period, they're like, oh, that's hormonal acne. No, mm. you can't really categorically call that hormonal acne. Hormonal acne, you must measure, the, you are measuring the hormones and you are seeing some changes, the level of maybe the, because you know, women, we have testosterone too. So in some people, the testosterone levels in some certain conditions, which I don't want to go into some of those syndromes, mm. some certain conditions, they have elevated testosterone and testosterone is an androgen. And remember that I told you that androgens are really crucial to, um, to acne development. Yes. So if you have somebody that even has higher level of androgens than mm than normal so already that's already a predisposing factor so that those are the kind of things that we call hormonal acne or somebody that is taking exogenous hormones so there are some people that they are trying to do some bodybuilding you start taking exogenous androgens okay so yeah. those are so those are things that we can classify under the hormonal acne but you are somebody during your period you also that time you have some hormones that are you know, some go up, some go down. And so you can have acne breakouts around that period. Mm. You shouldn't 
call that it's not exactly hormonal acne per se so a lot of people call the wrong thing or the wrong conditions hormonal acne okay so mm-hmm. um for women during their menstrual cycle some people tend to break out more when they are um having the period itself some break out more when they are ovulating mm. so it's up to you and for those ones there's honestly there's almost nothing you can really do hmm. for me when when my cycle when my when when that menstrual cycle is coming it's heralded by one or two pimples from in, in one on one side of my face <laughs> and it always likes to pick the right side of my face <laughs> so you know and you use everything at that time it will not respond hmm. until your period goes so so it's for some women it's like that and for some people it doesn't happen that way so it's mm. it's just like i said aggravating factors they are different for different individuals but in a lot of people um during their period during ovulation they might have a few more breakouts than normal but mm. it would also happen in people that already have the predisposition most times okay that's already the foundation okay we're we're yes. getting somewhere and lastly on that list is hygiene because sometimes you see people who have pimples who have acne and the next thing you hear is ah uh-uh, you must be a dirty person ah uh-uh, have you changed your bed sheet have you changed your pillowcase so what's the place of hygiene when it concerns acne you know nigerians we can be really funny and it's on it's it's unfair that people are treated that way mm. you know so i've had a patient that in fact i've had a patient that relationships were not working at all for her because the guys were telling her that we're doing you a favor we're oh doing you word. a favor you know so i re- i recall that she had some procedures and by the time i came it was much better and that day she started crying she was like thank you for giving me my life back mm. so you know our words can hurt at times not even at times lots of times so you see somebody with acne and you be like ah girl you dey dirty gonsha it's not mm. about that so what i would say about hygiene is that Remember I told you that dirt. So if you are the kind of person that you don't wash your face, you use makeup, you don't clean up afterwards, you don't you don't take off the makeup from your face. Eh. So that can that can affect the the um that can also contribute. But generally if you, you know, your basic hygiene, you do what you're supposed to do, that shouldn't um that is not a problem. Except maybe so you want to clean your face, you make sure that you are using a towel that is clean. Mm. that is free of dirt so that you don't clog up your pores again so going back again we are going back to the pores that you are getting you know that is getting plugged up if you put dirt on your face mm-hmm. so but generally if you are using your basic skin care your basic care of your skin and all that you shouldn't have any issues so if you have acne it's just because you already have a predisposition to having it not likely because of the fact that you are dirty or something mm. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Now we've talked so much about the things that aggravate and the things that cause and every other thing. So how do you treat acne then? And um, if I'm to guess from everything that you've broken down, I would say probably it is due to individual cases or what causes it in each case. But then let me allow you do the <laughs> analysis. So like I would say that remember I mentioned those four things, the chronic inflammation, mm-hmm. the oil on the skin, the bacteria that is there and so those four factors that i mentioned initially yeah the drugs or the the things that you're using to treat acne they have to address so it depends so let me let me put it this way treatment of acne will now depend on the severity of the presentation mm. so 
acne can come with just so if you have like i told you the earliest um, thing the earliest lesion you find on the area where you have acne is called a comedon Mm-hmm. So if you just have those open comedons and closed comedons, just a few, that's like mild. But by the time you start to have nodules, those big ones, you have scars and all that, you are moving yeah. towards severe acne. So the treatment depends on the type of acne. So for some, we're just using creams and to- so what we call topical treatments. You understand that you just apply on the skin. For some, you need to use oral drugs. For some, a lot of people with acne will benefit from procedures. Mm. Okay, we have procedures like things like chemical peels that they will benefit from. So I will mention a few of the topical ingredients that we use to treat acne. Okay. So things like I mentioned salicylic acid. Yeah. I mentioned benzoyl peroxide. Yes, as you like acid. So those are some of the things that we use to treat acne. Mm. And most people, they, 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 they apply it. So if you need to apply, so let, let's use benzoyl peroxide is one of the most potent um, ingredients or c- chemical ingredients used to treat acne. Mm. So you have acne, get the benzoyl peroxide between 2.5 to 5%. You just apply it on the areas where you have acne in the morning after you wash your face. And then you make sure you moisturize and use your sunscreen afterwards. Then we also have some, I mentioned procedures like chemical pills, mm. depending on the, in fact, everybody that has acne will benefit from a chemical pill, actually. So yeah. it depends on the, it, it depends on the grade of the acne or the level of the acne that will determine the type of pill that I'm going to do for the patient. So mm. those are some of the things that we use in treating acne. So um, when you use, there are some patients, they don't tolerate benzoyl peroxide. So you now switch to something else. Some patients don't tolerate salicylic acid. You switch to another thing. But you really can't know who will tolerate or who won't if you don't try it first. Mm. So so that, that's, that's, that's how acne is managed. You start with the products, the, the products that are, you know, that are universal to each of these steps that, I, that you're trying to address. But if a patient reacts to one of the, but I must mention that the reaction for a lot of skin products, a lot of skin products used in treating acne is usually a temporary one. So when you start okay. treating acne and you start having a bit of irritation initially, most times it will get better. So that's why most times we start gentle. Okay, use it today, don't use it the next day so that you ease yourself into the routine. Because mm-hmm. if you start, you know, every day, you might have a lot of skin irritation and you tend to think it's not working. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, one thing that needs to be pointed out is people need to see the right professional because I know people who are dealing with this thing and they have seen a, a number a number of professionals and it looks like this thing is not going away. So yes, people need to see the right professional who knows all the things to do and you know who knows all the etiology and whatever it is. So speaking of which, you are on the doctoral platform. So can you tell us a bit on that and how people can reach you? Yes, yeah, so Doctora is a platform, you know, when they say a one-stop shop for mm. healthcare, it's a platform that I've been using for quite some time now. And on that platform, you have specialists registered on the platform. Patients um, can book different specialists on that platform. And, you know, with COVID out there now, dermatology is one specialty where you can see your patients from teledermatology is is you can you can do everything you need to do for your patients virtually that is one thing dermatology makes easy for you except for when you need to do a procedure Mm -hmm. but if you need to consult with your video your pictures and all that you are you're you're home and dry so doctora is a platform where and it's not just dermatologists any specialist you can think of you would find on doctora 
www.doctura.com, that platform. So you go there, you can sign in, log in, register and all that. And you search for, you know, the specialists that you need to book. So for example, you need to book Dr. Gold or something. If you want a physical consultation, there are some specialists there. You can book them for a physical consult. So they already have their timing. Make so it's like bringing healthcare to your doorsteps. Exactly. So everything you need to do is already on the platform. And um, with COVID, the, uh, I think it's a platform that has really has, has helped a lot of people, even when they had, when, when, you know, and there, there was this fear of going to the hospital, especially in the thick yes. of COVID then. <laughs> yeah. So, but a lot of people were able to get respite for their for their ailments because they had a platform like that to mm-hmm. to to book a specialist. So that's what Doctora does. So I am on the Doctora platform, like I mentioned before. So www.doctora.com. They can log in on the platform, sign in and create an account as a patient. And they search for me as a specialist or whichever. And the good thing is that there are lots of dermatologists on the platform. At least I know that there are like two or three on the, you know, the the reason why I said lots, because Mm. we're not so much in Nigeria. So three out of the 200 dermatologists in Nigeria (laughs) is a lot already. So you can book the dermatologist. So just in case one is not available to see you, you have another person that can see you. So Mm. all that's all you need to do. And everything is a click away. You make your payment on the platform and you you book the consultation for a convenient time that um, would be okay for both you and the doctor that you need to see. And most of the doctors on the platform, they already have their available times. And you see those times when when those um, periods when they can see you. So you book for um, consultation, whether you want a physical or a virtual consultation consultation all right then that's quite informative thank you so much uh across all social media platform what's your handle so on facebook twitter and instagram i'm at skin and all underscore skin and all underscore um i have a website a blog www.skinandall.com so there you will find a lot of articles about the skin and I also love to write, you know, different things, life lessons, mentoring. You'll find a lot of things that will probably interest you on that website. So if you want, and my email is there in case you need to reach me. But definitely not for consultation. If you need to ask further questions and all that, I will be available to respond to your questions. Thank you so, so much. It's been a very good time with you. And in fact, I didn't know that we're going to use this much time, but yes, it's good. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Um, And that brings me to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for staying tuned till the end. You know what to do. Just listen to the end and then share this with somebody because we know acne is something quite serious that, as Dr. Gold has said, affects people's self-esteem and a lot of other things, affects relationships. So yes, please share this thing and you know all the information all the facts that have been given out so that nobody's taking advantage of you and saying you should come and buy this cream which probably will just worsen things for you so yes having the right information is always always better it's less expensive so that you're not spending what you should not and complicating things for yourself now i'll be back next week with another episode so that means that you should stay tuned to this podcast and again share the word till then my name is this is still health and jara see you next week bye Let's get
Looking lucky 